top of the morning to you. It's Dave. So too much dip podcast. How you doing? I'm it's David. 1:50. Some people are listening to this in the morning. Possibly, you can listen to it whenever you want. It's a podcast. It's kind of the beautiful thing about the platform, the the audio medium. It's a too much dip pod. Look, it's Monday. We got a big show on our hands. I'm just. I'm not gonna d around. I'm gonna introduce these guys, and we can just jump right into the important stuff. Uh, joining me in studio, as always, it's uh, Dylan Shivery in a non-Von Dutch hat. Definitely not a VD. Uh, yeah. That's huge for you. Yeah, I think so, too. Thank you. Uh, very happy to be here, man. Um, it's going to be a good show. I feel it in my plums. Uh, I'm ready to talk about all of it, man. We got A-Rodge coming up. We got the that's southern chick with the bars. Like, all kinds of fun shit to talk about. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to. We're not going to. You know, those are, we call that a teaser, a showbiz. We did. I should have, I had a, a, a specific way I wanted to intro that song, and you just kind of, well, you should have told me. You that. slammed its dick in the door, but no, the, the, no, it's still, it's on a T for you. Do whatever you want with it. Hey, speaking of uh, doing what I nope. want, I don't know. It was KJ. <laughs> you were going to go D in the door. I no, I was not. <laughs> it's KJ Ellis. KJ, if you guys are new here, KJ lives in Madison, Wisconsin. I do. Welcome to um, the coldest, rainiest place I've ever been today. Uh, the very first time since living here that I've felt like, man, this weather could be a notch better. Like I could brag about it if it didn't suck like it does today. Um, but with that said, very, very happy to be here. Sands, uh, kids. I bragged about having uh, just solo dad week last week while the wife was on a work trip. Nice. Uh, that hit when an ice storm hit. So your boy got to go into his bilingual presentation with two kids in tow. It went about as well as you could expect. Dude, how Nobody much, got to hear my Spanish. Oh, I was going to say, how much Spanish did you drop? Because <laughs> you know we got we got a babble read coming up. Oh, if you want to save oh, yeah. this story. If you want to read it in Spanish, even though it's written in English, you <laughs> translate it for us, KJ. That'd be fantastic. I'll let the people out there use theater of the mind. Imagine what that would sound like. But, uh, you know. I'll just lay my cards on the table. It did not uh, did not go as I <gasps> hoped it would. A lot of siete. That means sit down in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Ah, very cool. We got a big show. Dylan teased it, but we got a lot going on. We're going to spend a bulk of this show on the final four episodes of Full Swing, but there's a couple things we got to do before we get into it. I think we would be doing ourselves a big disservice if we did not discuss potential songs of the summer. It's it's almost springtime. Uh, our producer Randy informed us earlier it's it's shredding season for him. He's trying to cut a little bit, and um, no summer is complete without a song of. And I'd like to introduce one Katie Noel or Katie Noel, depending on what on what. Uh, how how would somebody from the what seems to be the very deep south say Noel? Noel. 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 South. Southeast Kentucky, and I believe she goes with Noel. Okay. Well, Randy, if without uh, further delay, if you could just give us a little bit of bars. All right, stop. Stop. Smoking, drinking, fighting, riding. What else? She's doing a lot. This is a. This is. This is what you're going to. This is you, a Texas fan. This is what you have to look forward to every week. This is you now. You have to like this, and it's not okay if you don't. She's a perfect 10, but she's got the hottest <laughs> new Southern rap out there. She's got hella bars. Do you think – how much did the SEC pay for this song? Hard to say, really. They had to slide her a little bit of, of a bag, right? Or did she just drop this on her own, hoping stupid shows like ours would pick up on it? Yeah, and you know because what? it worked. It's she's she's doing numbers. Eleven point nine million views on this <clears throat> this Twitter video. That's just Twitter. Ooh, it's probably doing hella numbers on on the YouTubes. She's got a, a, a massive following on the Grom. There's a big market out there for terrible music. That's something we've learned uh, doing these shows. Uh, KJ, initial thoughts. I know you're a, you're really big into SEC football. <clears throat> whatever the like audio version of um, 
Let me rephrase this. What's the lady's name from White Lotus? Aubrey Plaza. Jennifer. Jennifer. Coolidge. Jennifer. What? Okay. Winner of whatever the, SAG the audio last night. There you go. So whatever the audio version of what her face looks like when she's concerned, that's what this song sounds like to me. It sounds like Jennifer Coolidge face. Like it just makes me meltingly, depressingly sad. Wow. And part of that is of ownership of like, you hear the guitar riff in there and I'm like, oh shit, are we going to get like a POD revival? No. And then you get hit with like some rap lyrics and like, I have to own like, damn, 15 years ago, would have I, would I have said this is kind of tight? Would I have tried to defend this like after rotating off of like a Hooba Stink third album that nobody should have listened to? And I don't know that my answer is completely a no. And for that, I'm both sad and upset with myself. Brandy, can you give us a little bit more of uh, Katie's song of the summer candidate? <laughs> Stop. She's sinking barbers, dog. You've never sunk a single barber in your top fucking of the pathetic life. No, I've, I've, no, I have. Your barbers just sit on top of the water doing absolutely Dude, my nothing. My shit be, my shit bobs. Nah, straight up nah. bob alert. Um, and if if you're looking for the visual at home, if you're not watching this on the YouTube, um, it's a field. This is gonna shock everybody. It's a field with a bunch of trucks, <laughs> and they're just hanging out. Just hanging out as their friend does her video, her rap video. Keep going. I want to hear some more. This is getting me good. All right. Oh, shit. She, and that's... This is this part where I cut it off when I watched this last week. I can't. She's going into fried chicken and catfish or something. I kind of wanted to hear that last week. There's four seconds. Left. All right, just Let's play just, the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, we got four seconds. I like smoked brisket. Sweet smoked brisket. I like sweet smoked brisket. Maybe a little uh, little apple flavor pellets. Okay. She's in not. Her, in her she's trigger. not using pellets. pellets what kind of what kind of smoker she, is she using? She's taking trees down herself, and she's she's chopping that wood. She's got an offset like you've never seen. She's got an offset hooked up to a trailer, and it it does it moves big time meat. Do you think she's concerned about her carbon footprint? No, she's concerned that no. it might be getting too small. <laughs> You look like you have something to say, KJ. I'll say this. Okay. There is a, uh, I'm getting echo in my, I'm sorry if it's reverbing. Um, There's clearly a market for this. Uh, I don't know that that market is like concerned with like types of wood very much. But I'm glad that she's successful. Okay. Wow. What a okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to. It's a meat. It's a meat smokers only uh, take. That's all I'm going out with it. I don't yeah. know that meat smokers uh, would be very interested in this. She's okay. she's team square toe. Oh, West. <laughs> she fancies herself a West Texas gal. According to the, the, the uh, still frame of this video right here, she is a West Texas gal. She's probably got some some acreage out there uh, around Monahan's way. <laughs> that, that is a shock. She uh-huh. would have definitely uh, struck me as like a V a V cut. What is that? It's a is type that, of boot. I don't even know what you're going to call it. I don't even. Okay. What do you call it? KJ's on his new shit right now. Okay. Um. This song's gas. Don't try to tell <laughs> no, me it's, it's not. Any significance to her dropping it in February? Did she drop <laughs> it in February or did it catch heat in February? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. The times were slow at the farm? Like, <laughs> No, yeah. They're waiting on <laughs> they're wait, they're waiting on a rain. I, don't, I can't make fun of our farmers. You know, I, I support farmers. I was a future farmer for a while. I didn't know that. It kicked me out. That... I kept growing. I was about to say that we didn't know about. You kept growing that sticky. I kept growing mushrooms. They're like, why are you so concerned about the cow patties? I was like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Turns out I got a little side hustle. Oh, Randy's got something. Uh, She's dropped it February 16th. So this is very recent. Oh, very cool. This thing took off immediately. And of course, what I was referencing was close to Valentine's Day, not Black History Month. Wow. (laughs) Wow. 
Wow. I don't think anybody thought that. Okay. But uh, those are two significant things this month. Oh, I will note this. Um, like you can't judge based purely on what someone sounds like. You can't like, you can have an idea what they might look like. I'm not here to point that out. I will point <laughs> out that, uh, she's got what seems to be an ex- very expensive set of tattoos, like her arm sleeve slash chest tat situation does not look cheaply done. Oh, so, so kudos oh, yeah. to her for that. And I'm genuinely talking about like her tattoos. You know, just, uh, our producer no has, a, has a fresh tattoo. KJ just had to issue a no H involved uh, disclaimer on his take. <laughs> no H though. That's how you know you're you're the horniest guy is when you have to start doing disclaimers. <laughs> you're just making a point that's a fine point, and I don't think anybody thought you were going there. Just saying, don't H me up, man. Ref, I, I was talking to You've him done, in a friendly manner. I don't need an H here. You've done plenty just of that yourself, know. KJ. We don't. You don't need a. But Dylan, as a professional, took exactly where I was going with this and pivoted to our producer. Yeah, Randy's got some fresh ink. Oh, yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that? KJ, tell the folks, or uh, excuse me, Randall, tell the folks at home. I I, I got a tattoo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he crushed Good that. Shit. He crushed that. That was like that was like Dan hyping up Subs Dog when we had him on that one time. Uh, Subs Dog. Oh shit. Randy's tattoo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, it was a fun show we did today. No reads. Of course, you are now one of only two people in this company that is not inked up, David. What does that say about you? It says I, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> okay. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough, man. I, Have fun. I assume Will is the other, or is Brett? It's Will. Will. Brett. Brett's got one. You don't want to put a. Okay. You don't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari, right? Isn't that the? My body's a temple. Right. It's also a wonderland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, man, look, uh, I, look out for me. Watch out down the road. Maybe we'll see. He's all oh. talk, man. He's been talking about this tattoo no, for no, two no. years now. No, no, no. You know what I have been talking about for the last, I don't know, little while? A good friend's over at Babel. KJ. <laughs> Go ahead, KJ. Siempre digame Babel. Talk to me always about Babel. For most of us, KJ, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point of our careers. Hand up. As someone who has taken both Spanish in high school and Italian in college, got to tell you, didn't take it very seriously, didn't retain a ton of it. You'll be shocked to learn that. But now thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language, whether you'll be traveling abroad connecting in a deeper way with your family, or you got some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. You know, like when you're putting on a presentation for your company based in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. You were prepared to present in both languages. Didn't quite get to the point of delivering it, but that that information will last for some time. 15-minute lessons. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go, their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. I've I've been dabbling. I've been doing a little dabble babble. I don't think that's a thing that I should say, but it rhymed and I just said it anyway. But I have been dabbling in the product because it's a great sponsor. And let me tell you, I'm getting my Italian swagger back. I'm feeling it. You're about to catch me at Olive Garden next time we go as a group. And I'm going to be ordering almost entirely in Italian. I'm going to be ordering the scampi, Dylan. One of your favorite dishes, <laughs> or the or Randy the piccata, the chicken piccata. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> With Babel, Dylan, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Mm-hmm. Plus, Babel's speech recognition tech helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, and even live classes. Plus. It comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee right now. Get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash bang. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bang. Babbel.com slash bang for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel language for life. We're Babbel boys. 
Oh, yeah. Now what? You guys want to talk darkness retreats, full swing? Let's do full swing, and then we'll uh, we'll hit the sports party after that and knock out all the topics that are left on the tape. You know what sucks is that Babel can't help me get rid of this nagging cough that I've had for the last uh, three weeks. And I apologize. There's been frequent times where I've been holding it back. And if my voice inflection gets weird, that's why. Did it go away when you were in Vegas or like at least get better when you're in Vegas? Yeah, but uh, as you were aware, the smoky uh, nature of the Vegas casino, Mm. I think it did more damage. And getting back into the uh, allergies. It was very windy yesterday. Whatever. This is my life. Please feel sorry for me. If you want to Venmo me money, I'll take it. The holding back the cough is sometimes almost worse than just going ahead and pulling the sandy uh, and and clearing your your throat. So many eyes will start watering. Yeah, and I get high voice, (laughs) and I start doing like like I try to cover it up with a laugh, but it's just pathetic. Anyway, enough about me. I don't want to make this show all about me. This show is about the last four episodes of Full Swing. Episodes five through eight. Let's just do overall thoughts of the last four. We don't. We can, and then we can jump into specifics. Highlights, lowlights. Of course, you have uh, the Maddie Fitzpatrick DJ episode. You got Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Sahith Digala, and Mito Pereira. Is and the Rory culmination of the FedEx Cup dub. Is it not a little strange that three of the people featured in these episodes? <laughs> went on to win tournaments while they were being filmed? Um, I'm a little confused by that. I think multiple people, I think they have a ton of footage. We probably got 5%, 10% of what they actually recorded. Oh, so they, and they had to, they, they, they record, they were along, along the ride with numerous people. Yeah. And they happened to feature ones where they were winners. Not all of them, but like uh, in five to eight, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick won the PGA championship. Tony Finau won, I don't remember which tournament. And, of course, Rory won the FedEx Cup. Ten, uh, the, yeah, uh, Tony PGA went back-to-back on him. Tony heard mm-hmm. the haters talking, and he went B2B. Yeah. Let's start with Tony. Let's start with Tony because I think, uh, speaking for myself here, he was the highlight. Um, Absolutely. How much did you know about Tony Finau going into this, KJ? I'm ashamed to say the first thing that came to mind when I thought Tony Finau was the par three ankle injury, ankle dislocation, par three contest. Oh yeah. Dislocation. Didn't even get mentioned. Um, And it's so dumb because like he was, he either won the week before that or was like leading the par three event, which nobody cares about who wins that event for the masters on what Wednesday. Right. Um, but dislocated his ankle, went on to continue playing that weekend. Uh, Netted a top 10 or top 20. Finished top 10 or top 20, but I think he might have been one of the top three favorites going into that weekend because it was very notable that that injury happened. I can't remember the full circumstance, but like that's what came to mind anytime I think about Tony Finau. And nice guy. I had no idea how much I would walk away from it. Absolutely loving him as a golfer, as a person, everything else going into this episode. Like, it all cleared. Yeah. This this episode was tough. I think uh, – so they, they have to, like, force a juxtaposition, Dylan. Uh, they did it with <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick and DJ, where they have to kind of work and craft a storyline and present it that way. And granted, there was not really much overlap between Colin and Tony, but – Colin didn't exactly get the best edits. I think he came off as like I, I didn't think he was unlikable, but he's compared to Tony, he's very unlikable. He really didn't bring much to the table during this episode, did he? I, I'm wondering if maybe like he didn't give them the kind of access that the that like Tony did, because Tony gave them more access than almost anybody and came out looking awesome. I'm trying to think of of scenes where he actually like stood out or like did anything. I mean, I, one of them comes to mind. He's <laughs> meeting with Adidas about his outfits yeah. for the upcoming tournament. He's just like, he, he comes off as kind of like, and to be fair, like if you don't like an outfit, you should be, feel free to say, I don't like that outfit. But he just looked like kind of a dick, right? It was, it was odd. Yeah, that whole Tony, thing seemed like a beating for a, pro, a tour pro to have to go in and they're like giving you their, their new ideas for designs. And you're just like, 
it's fine. Yeah, I which don't you, know, which man. you should be able to say, right? But he was like, this seems like it'd be more for you. Like, it, isn't that what he said? Like, I, yeah, this, I this is like a design for you. Not I don't, for who's me. you? Who's that guy? Like, Do we, okay. is that guy, is he busting balls or it's is like, that, was that awkward? Yeah, maybe he was and he just got a bad edit. But uh, yeah, he didn't look awesome. He didn't look terrible, but he didn't really bring much to the table in this one. And you put him next to Tony, who already had a reputation as being like the nice guy on tour. And this uh, didn't little to you know refute that he seems to be like a very genuinely good person, family man. Uh, he's got hella game too. Were y'all aware that the level of talent Tony has? Like, I, that's like a a pretty common trope, and they they definitely drove it home that like that's the knock on him. He's like top five most talented guys on tour, but just can't put it together. And I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was a little overplayed how they kind of played the family angle as if that was weighing him down, traveling with his family, which I'm sure that's stressful. I don't. I think if I were uh, in his position or a tour pro in general with my life, I don't know if I would want to be going to tournament to tournament with my family. Yeah. But shout out to him because he seems like a great dad, and I thought the most compelling shot of that episode was – or the scene, I guess, is back home. The garage where door. Where he grew up. The garage door, the well, mattress. Those – Dents Whoa. in the door. Are we to believe those are from golf balls? Is that what the whole point of that was? Yeah. Okay. That was incredible. Um, they should. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, that I agree. They like. If I'm him, I'm buying that garage door. Like that sounds ridiculous. I don't know where you'd put it. Oh, like, that'd be you, dope. I assume somebody else lives there. But I. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those random things that you just don't want to like. Just be torn down and be nothing. Be, you know, maybe having the video of it is enough, and him and his dad going back and seeing it. But like, man, that was awesome to see. Knock on the front door of that house. Like, hey, I'm foot. I'm Tony Finau. I grew up here. Here's twenty grand for that garage door. I'll replace yours. Just let me have it. Yeah, I agree. That that's a a very cool story to like craft your game or like build your game up in a garage like that because you can't afford to like actually go out to a golf course. That shit was awesome. Can I tell you that there were three occasions in this episode as I'm watching it on my phone on the plane home from Vegas that I, I definitely teared up. Dude. And I was like, man, how much of this is me just being on a plane from Vegas? Because I was like, I had to like get Kleenex out. Because I was like, damn, dude, this is like. If I'm if I'm, if I'm I'm not going to cap and I don't plan to. Don't cap. Uh, I teared up during the, the Matt Fitzpatrick W. I don't know why. Interesting. Yeah, that's the that's the part that got me. I don't, can't explain it. Like he's like a, like a nerdy little soft spoken guy who's just like a, he's just all about the grind. Like I he, loved his episode. I loved his yeah. part of the episode. DJ, I was just extremely happy for him, and I and I forgot that he won that tournament until I was like watching it back. Because I almost feel like I was like learning live that he won the PGA Championship. Uh, but I was like, I was just incredibly. It was, happy a, it was the Open Championship. Open Championship. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, my bad. My Didn't bad. mean to sports you, but I did. Uh, yeah, I got I got it confused with the uh, was it JT who won the PGA? Yeah, yeah, okay. JT KJ, what was your knowledge of of Maddie Fitz? Another nerdy looking little white guy. Very, you I know mean, what? I, I, Not a bad call. <laughs> I I feel like I admitted my ignorance when we when we talked last week uh, because he was in the Poulter episode, right? That was the Dale match play opponent he had that uh, yes. knocked Ian Poulter out, I believe. Yes. And I had no idea who it was. And I was almost bothered that they showed just that brief handshake. They interviewed Matt Fitzpatrick after. And I was like, okay, well, you've got this guy who, to me, again, just a name. And they didn't get any positive shots. So I knew nothing. Absolutely nothing. And maybe we talked about it last year. Did not stick with me. Could not have liked <laughs> his portion of the episode or him or like, I re I fully respect the grind. Love everything about the fact that they're like, Hey, he's not a big guy. He works his butt off. He worked on his length. He got better. We've all been working but, on our length. Like <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I focus on the grind more than that, but I, I think that it's important to understand like completely contrasted with Tony Finau. They're like, yeah, my dad was a corporate banker and my mom was an insurance and they instilled in me that hard work is important. And here are all of the books from all of the country clubs and events that I've played in since I was six years old, where I was able to measure everything comfortably and pay attention to my game methodically. Now he put in the work. There's no question about that. 
But then you contrast that with Tony Finau, who couldn't afford to go to the range, but like once a week doesn't mean that he's, you know, that I have to hate him for it. But like watching that, even before I got to Tony Finau, I was like, all right, man, you're just a guy who really, really, really works his butt off. So if I'm to believe that Brooks Kepka was just a guy who really, really worked his butt off, like you're small and like, eh, I get it. I did appreciate the whole, he hasn't won on this tour angle. Yeah. I didn't love that. Like the guy that I was annoyed by last week, like I, I, I commented how much I didn't like all of the writers being like the full narrative of this show. And then we get Fitzpatrick and Oh, one of the writers we've been hearing for, oh, from for the first four episodes is his best friend. You didn't like the love- uh, journalistic lack of journalistic integrity on their friendship. I didn't, I didn't see people chirping about that, but I fully expected people to be mad about that, that he was, a, Oh, he's a journalist. He can't be pulling. He cannot pull for his friend. I, I loved the parts where he was like emotionally like rooting for him the day of that was tremendous. I loved those shots, but I didn't care for him showing up with his laptop. Sorry. I got to hit send on this real quick. <laughs> Fire this off. Like I don't care for that part. Uh, did you remember that Matt? Okay. We knew like illustrious amateur career, but did you know that he would hit us with the sketchers in the major tournament? He catches that dub <laughs> and some sketchies. What do you think about that? I forgot. I forgot about that, and I was like, "Oh, dude, he's a Skechers guy," <laughs> and I think somebody in the crowd called him out for it. Really? I, I think they on one of the tee boxes. I, I swear to God, dude, they got some pretty timely and like uh, vicious uh, crowd noise. Oh stuff yeah, they, from they, Mito's episode where that guy's like, "Biggest shot of your life." And yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, that nine iron that Fitzpatrick hit out of the bunker on eighteen. Was mm. fucking sick. That was so dirty. I don't remember that shot at all. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was sick. But yeah, they 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 got they aired a lot of shots from the crowd that were uh, pretty uh below the belt. Seemed like the entire uh, the entire intro for Matt Fitzpatrick was just like, hey, if you thought this guy was like an alpha, he's not, not <laughs> yeah. at all. Actually, <laughs> guy's really into the numbers. I love that about him. That he know he probably remembers every shot he's ever hit. Yeah. That's that's cool. That golf brain, it's not something I can relate to, obviously, but uh I love that there's guys like that out there and they're winning. And he's and that's kind of similar to Bryson, but he's way less annoying than Bryson. Mm-hmm. Way less way annoying less annoying. Than and uh you know, DJ's in this episode too. I don't know if anything stuck out. So I thought Paulina, that was I didn't Oh, I'm sorry, I was just gonna say I didn't hate DJ. He wasn't memorable, but like I think that everything they showed of him. Like, I don't know that I knew his backstory as much as like, I was familiar with his last five years. So I was happy that they went back to showing like, Hey, he won early. And I knew how, like, you know, that he was number one in the world for quite a bit of time. And like, I knew more about like his overall career than I knew about the start and how early on he won. So I was happy with that. I would contrast the decision to wear sketchers, with the questionable decision to play basketball in a tube top, both unnecessary decisions. At least one person was getting paid for it. Paulina playing basketball in a strapless shirt was completely unnecessary. <laughs> you just weren't a fan of that? It made no sense. <laughs> you don't think it that's a like, thing okay. that happens organically? Like that's not just what's going down at home when they're hanging out without the cameras? That was their Thursday afternoon <laughs> shoot around. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think, uh, all in all, like DJ, I, I don't know if he got bad edits. I, I it, he didn't come off like ever that, that he was D, the DJ that you think it, you think he's going to be. And it's like a guy who doesn't say much. And I think the most interesting thing he said was like, you're, you're an idiot basically. If you don't take the money from live, he's like, I'm getting paid more to do, to play less, which yeah, that's his boilerplate. That's. Okay, when you look at it that way, if that's what drives that you, kind of pissed me off, honestly. Oh shit! Here we go. Sound Just off. To say like, yeah, you like if you, he was he was comparing it to like a regular like, you know, corporate <clears throat> job. He's like, look, if if a company comes to you and it's like, here, you can work less and make more money, would you take it? Obviously, but that's there's so much there's so much more at play here that you're just completely glossing over. Like, uh, I don't know, the money comes from Saudi Arabia. Okay, what's wrong with that? Uh, it's blood money, Dave. What's Human's rights records. 
Oh, all the shit. Famously, you, it's it's not it's Infamously. not that simple, man. It's just not. Yeah, don't, don't don't brush the other stuff under the rug just because it's it's not all about money. Um, yeah, that that irritated me quite a bit. Fair, fair. Um, I don't really have much else on that. Um, or at least can on, I uh, on DJ. add to the Morikawa section real quick? Please do, because I've got something else on it too. Okay, because I will say like. I, I liked him overall. I think the Adidas edit was bad because you got to imagine he said that he liked something in that session. Like he probably liked one shirt. He did actually, he did like the pants and they contrasted with what he didn't like. I was going to say if they walked away and like only showed what he didn't like, that was a little strange. Um, they showed his fiance, but I don't think she had any interview parts kept in the show, which we heard from Paulina, we heard from uh, Tony's wife. We heard from Joel Damon. Uh, uh, Jenna Sims from who? Joel Damon. Oh, wife. Joel Damon. Yes. And the same for me and Poulter. Like, so I imagine either she got interviewed or she just didn't want to be a part of it. I think that would have been helpful. <clears throat> I also don't know. Like, I think it's accurate to a degree to tie Morikawa and Tony Finau back to Tiger Woods. Like, I think that's important but I felt like they like spent the first five minutes of this episode being like, these are extensions of tiger woods. I think it's, and then like you get, get the tiger Tony Finau story to be like, yeah, like, and then you get the Tony, the, the Tony and tiger story of like when tiger was winning at the masters, like he barely was like, yeah, sure. What? Like there's no direct connection that they could have talked about there. So influence. Yes. But you could say that about every single golfer in the show, if you're being faithful about it. For sure. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, they obviously did not get Tiger access. So, like, they know the casual is going to want to see some Tiger stuff. And, you know, that's significant. I thought I thought it was cool uh, to round out the Rory episode um, that the first text he gets when he wins a tournament is from Tiger. I think that's cool. Yeah. And they're buddies. Um my only other thing on, on the Tony episode, uh, shout out to my man, Scott Piercy for catching that stray. He's just sitting at home. He's like, man, I hope nobody oh remembers God. that, uh, I had a colossal meltdown at the three M and, uh, that's the second, the, the second tournament Tony won, I think. Right. Back to back. The first, no, he no, did was, uh, the first? 3M, then rocket mortgage. Okay. And he just had a colossal meltdown and like, they didn't talk to him at all, which he's Scott Piercy. He's, you know, not a, a very known quantity on tour, but, I was just like, damn, I hope he's sitting sit at home like, oh, let's check it out. I like, let's see what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> there it is. That's in the water. Not good at all. I, I'd also like to add real quick that they talked about the narrative of his family being a distraction. I get it. They beat it over the head so many times. His family's on tour. They even asked Colin Morikawa about it because you know that Morikawa didn't ask, like didn't bring that up. Like he didn't talk about Tony's family traveling with him. They asked him about that, just like they asked uh, uh, Kepka about Scotty Scheffler. They like that wasn't like out of the blue. So a lot of that seemed like driven narrative, appropriately so, but it seemed almost more like everybody else giving their opinion of what wouldn't work for them. And Tony kind of acknowledged that later. But for him to not only win back to back with family for one of the two, I think. And then doing that with the Netflix crew in tow on top of having family there. Cause that next Netflix crew, I don't know if you saw the shots. I think uh, Matt Fitzpatrick after his win, they're like going into one of the locker rooms um, or maybe it's Colin Morikawa when he's going to bitch about his gloves. Um, you see that there's four <laughs> cameramen like it. following these people with gigantic camera rigs. Like it is not a low key. No like a uh, shooting crew at all. It's so not like, Randy uh, with a phone or hard knocks where they set up cameras in certain spots because it's contained area. Like they're a big ass distraction inside yeah. the houses and everything. And like Tony performed with <clears throat> them in tow. So like he needs credit, not only for doing that with family there, six kids, but with Netflix in his freaking hotel room and at his house and on the road with him, like, you know, that need, that should have uh, been put to bed. Bums me out that uh, Mito Mito is now on. Uh, he's a live guy now, along with his buddy Joaquin Neiman. Um, because he's 
I mean, the guy was one hole away from winning a major in his rookie year, right? Uh, that was in Tulsa. It was in Tulsa, famously. <laughs> but uh, th- that was brutal to watch that again. He handled it very well. But did you notice when he was walking, like after, you know, he's out of it. He didn't. He missed the playoff. And as he's walking to the tunnel, somebody is like yelling, like little kids yelling for his glove. And he takes his glove off and then just re- and just trashes it. Yeah. I'm wondering if yeah. he heard. I wonder if that's a little unfair because it looked like he was taking it off to give it. And then it's like he had second thoughts. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw it away. I'm going to rip it up and throw it away. Yeah, but when you're walking off a course like that, no, under any circumstance, you're probably going to get like someone asking you for something, yeah. hand out or throw me your glove or whatever it might or autograph, whatever it might be. So a moment of frustration. You don't. I wouldn't put too much into it. But um, I enjoy that episode a lot. I, I like that they focus on um, a rookie. He, he was with yeah two rookies, Tagala too. Yeah, Sahith so Tagala, who's. Notably from Orange County. Seems like a cool dude. Is he an Orange County guy? I don't know that he's the same person that uh, my, uh, what would you call it? integrity was questioned while we were in Montana. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but <laughs> go ahead. I believe it was the gala. Um, but ESPN, when they do their leaderboards, oftentimes they will have the little flag emblem of uh, the golfer's home country. Again, yes. Tigala's from the U.S. However, he is Indian American. I am like 999.99% sure that at one time they had shown uh, the Indian flag next to his name. Regardless, I'd made comment about him being Indian, an Indian golfer or from India, I believe. Good friend of the show, Jake Kemp, questioned, yeah, what would of, make you think of that? We piled and on I believe. Yeah. I believe David was there too to comment on like, no, he's like from LA or something, which oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot but about the that first so article great. you find, they call him, they label him, they label him, you know, they note that he is Indian American. And I was very grateful to like find out he was not like Sri Lankan. And I was just completely, completely irresponsible. Um, Anyways, f- back to the show. I forgot how uh, his shot, how he's about to win the waste management and he hits a, sick a great drive and just gets a little bit of a bad bounce and loses the tournament that was sad that was one of the most sad parts of the entire series was watching him like i forgot he just cried his way through his press conference and it was it was very good footage it was very raw his interactions with his pops was cool um but man good year for those guys i thought that was a decent episode favorite episode five through eight uh Maybe, maybe a, the Joel Damon five through eight. Oh, five through eight. I'm sorry. Uh, damn, that's tough. I'm a favorite go. favorite overall episode. Uh, was the Matt Fitzpatrick one? Okay, I thought Tony had the best storyline. Uh, for me, it's probably Rory. Um, I've always liked Rory, <coughs> and he's kind of taken on the role of being like the number one ambassador for the PGA Tour. It's like him and and Justin Thomas are kind of up there. He's up there too, but Rory has really done a great job. Um, and I, I, I like him. I already liked him a lot. I like him even more after this. I, I love that he goes to bat for the PGA Tour and says what he wants to say, and I agree with pretty much everything he has to say. Um, and then to watch him win the FedEx Cup like that was obviously – Cool to see. Too, I, I appreciated him uh, lamenting the fact that it got a little personal with Liv. Because I, I think, uh, you know, I think we all kind of skew pro uh, team tour here. But, you know, there were times when, when Roy was just kind of out there and it did seem like he was not, he was, he was kind of going at some dudes, maybe some personal beefs. But um, overall, I thought the Rory one was good, the FedEx Cup. I like wonder if the FedEx Cup would be something like way more important, and I know they have to have a sponsor on it. But like, if it wasn't called the FedEx Cup, if it was called like, uh, I don't know, the Johnson Cup or the Two Girls One Cup or the like, PGA Cup, right? How about that? Something just generic. Yeah, I think. Isn't it the Players Champion or no? Players Championships different. So yeah, yeah, they do need more of a generic name. Golf does well with generic names. Because it, and it, and KJ. Uh, they they did a decent job of kind of explaining how it works. Did that help you at all? Because I mean, no, I I I was so bitter about hating it that like, 
whatever the opposite of rose colored glasses was like, I was just watching like, yeah, whatever, get this shit out of here. Like I appreciated that they acknowledged that it was confusing as hell. Like I think they realized somebody needed to explain, needed to explain like, Hey, what is all this building towards? Because all through this season, they've shown like you win this tournament. Here's your purse. We've established. If you don't make the cut, you don't get any money. Uh, we've established a live has guaranteed money. And now we've got, they also mentioned the social media money, which Tony Finau won like $5 million of uh, last year or the year before. So shouts to him. Um, Go by the garage door, Tony. Yeah. He, I, I had to look up his career earnings, which he's like at 50 million just from uh tour winning. So he could, he could also, uh, all right. he could do the T Boone Pickens where he gets his child at home and just moves it onto his property as it moves. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> That, that's that seems like I don't know, like such a psychologist. Like some a therapist somewhere would have like a field day with that. Anyways, um, the Rory episode. I have to admit that all of my bias against Rory. I really love that he acknowledged that he made it personal. I don't think that if it was a Rory and Patrick Reed episode, like I don't think I would have come out of it like liking Patrick Reed anymore. And I'm not going to say that I hated Rory anymore afterwards, but. I just kept watching it with the same kind of annoyance from last year of like, why does he feel like he has to be the one to do all of this? When I get the whole Nicholas letter and all of this stuff and he's taking it personal. And I think what Arnold Palmer and Nicholas wrote him letters after his first win. A lot of that to me is like, I don't know. It's, not that genuine? story could have been, I don't know, like he won early in his career and we've seen multiple players who've been lauded as young golfers win early in their career and they were not selected to be the next Rory McIlroy who was like selected by Nike to be the next Tiger. And I'm like, okay, why didn't anybody write a letter to Jordan Spieth early on? I mean, we got that in the media that Jordan was the next Tiger for years and years and years. I get it. Uh, and I get why you don't want t Jordan Spieth to be your ambassador, but I just was so exhausted last year of how much it was like Rory versus Liv when he's not, you know, nobody voted him team captain. And uh, last I checked, Northern Ireland didn't uh, have anything to do with 9-11, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's a lot more to it than just that. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm joking. I know there's <laughs> way more golf related, but like, I I'm I'm I would like a uh, somebody to bring a nationalistic approach <laughs> to it, and it ain't Rory. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. No, I think Rory Rory realizes like outside of Tiger, like he's he's the guy who can Tiger Tiger was outspoken too. They didn't give you too much of his stuff, his you know pro PGA anti live stuff, mm -hmm. but um, you know the three of them are like the three figureheads and you, and they, I don't know, they get, the tour was on its heels, man. They felt pretty threatened and they were, they had to send out their big dogs, their big guns. And they did. We, we haven't even mentioned Cam Smith. Um, I forgot earlier that Colin Morikawa and Rory shots, the back to back shots, uh, that <clears throat> footage was tremendous, just as great as it was seeing it live. But the Cam Smith discussion throughout all of this with the open, I thought that was also like, realizing at the end of it, like, Oh, now Cam Smith's heading to, uh, live. Like they did a really good job with like highlighting, like this is not just, Oh, some players that are past their prime or late in their career. They landed on realizing like the number three in the world who just won the 150th open is now going to live. Like they nailed it. I think with that, I may have misspoke earlier. I think, I think when I, uh, corrected Dylan. I might've said the U S open and it was actually the open championship. You said open championship. It might've been the other way. Were you talking about cam? No, I was talking about Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. Maddie Fitz of course won the U S open. So I apologize for my error. Oh, we were both wrong then. Cause I said just, the PGA championship. Just a couple dummies. Yeah. Um, one's DHL one isn't. Did you, th do you think, uh, <laughs> cam handled his press conference? Well, when the first question he was asked was <laughs> about live so bad. He answered it the way he should have answered it, but I loved the response. I'm just trying. I just won the open championship. And I think the response was, I appreciate that, but the question still stands. I thought that was a tremendous non dickish way to like 
I get it, man, but this is my question. I just hate the – I hated it when the dudes were like, oh, you know, that's something my team's going to worry about. That, I mean, that was Cam Smith. Oh, line. yeah, dude. Yeah, man, I guess I'm sure you have no say in that yeah. whatsoever. That's like – you get that a lot with boxing and it like, you know, it's like, hey, why uh, – hey, Bud Crawford, why haven't you fought Errol Smith yet? Uh, my team, you know, that's my team. You know, it's my promoter's decision. Blah. It's like, dude, I'm sure you. Like, have nobody wants set. to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that response from Cam at all. Overall, thumbs up. I don't think this is. I think I would have watched it if even if we didn't do a podcast on it. I don't think I would be like rushing out to tell people like, dude, you have to watch this. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for season two. I think they'll improve upon some things. But overall, what did y'all think? Final thoughts. Uh, I enjoyed it. If if they were going for a drive to survive level of uh, notoriety and uh, you know advocacy for the game, they probably fell short by quite a bit. But I, I still enjoyed it. I, it's like, I like to get behind the scenes look at some guys that you know you don't really know too well. Sure, it's Fitzpatrick types. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Overall, liked it. I would say my expectations were exceeded. Disappointed only in the sense of like you had by far the best year of golf storylines to put together a show with. And this was good, but like, I don't know what more I could have wanted. I just was disappointed with all of the narratives being driven by four golf writers or three golf writers, including Amanda Renner and um, David Foley. Sean I Foley. think his name is Sean Foley um, by the four of them kind of like carrying the narrative through all of the episodes. Give me more caddies. Give me golfers who aren't even the featured golfers. Like we got Ricky Fowler in the first episode doing interviews. Never even focused on Ricky Fowler. And I thought that was good context. Get more random people to give you feedback on like people that are in the room yeah that's a good point and you had an entire episode like about justin thomas and his caddy's bones his caddy was on phil's bag forever and like bones is an interesting guy we'll talk and he and will talk really didn't get anything <laughs> that's that's interesting i wonder what the what the story with that is but i think i think season two is gonna be more for the golf nerd i think they're gonna build on it and be like okay we got season one we're going to carry it over. We're going to get a little bit more into the weeds on like, oh, um, Brooks Kepka's not playing good. Why? What's Where's he lacking? Is he, you know, he's just not scoring well, but why? What's going on? Like yeah. outside of him just being frustrated at his house. Can I add one more quick note? Uh, so I was reading a recap um, after the Rory episode. They didn't have Rory signed on until the event in Atlanta. So there was footage that they had regarding like his performance at the Open like that they kind of had as B-roll footage. So like it wasn't the most compelling stuff like they had with some of the other uh, golfers that they were focusing on each episode. And I think that plays in like Dylan's question earlier about like how tremendous was it that they got Tony Finau when he won, that they got, um, um, who else am I thinking won when they were following? Um, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Rory. Uh, they were folk and they were focusing on and Rory uh, winning at the end. And I think some of it was luck. Like there's a lot of B-roll footage, but they did not have agreements from every single player until, you know, throughout the season. And I, I wonder how much of the live situation drove more players to say, you know what, maybe I would have been like out on this initially, but like as the live situation came up, like now this is a chance to control some of that narrative. I wonder if that's what drove Rory in and probably like what drove like Bryson out of it. Like with how his season ended up unfolding, of him being like, "Yeah, I have no interest in talking," because obviously we got no Bryson. Yeah, I hope I hope we can get something from Bryson next year because like we didn't even talk about it, but he's like kind of backed off on the uh, on the bulking. So I and I do find that I found it interesting when he was doing it, and now I just am always curious like what people are doing for like you know to stay in shape or to or to do you know things like that, longevity, swing speed, all that, but. Even Overall, if it doesn't work, I, I I want to see them overthinking it, and I want to see yes, them in the lab. I agree. 100%. Okay. Well, good stuff. Great stuff. We put a bow on it, guys. That's what we just did there. Fun show. So I got an email this morning. You know, it's from my good friends at Rocket Money. Oh, yeah. 
They give me emails and they let me know, here's how you spent money last week. And as someone who was in Vegas for a good portion of last week, got a little worried. Turns out I spent less. And it was good, good to know. It was a good email, but it's just good that they're, they're keeping me aware. Rocket Money, they're going to help you with subscriptions too. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the total is actually closer to $200. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. Think about that. How many yeah. you got? You probably have like 30. Uh, I don't know if I have 30, but so many people have more than they realize they have. And a few of them are like not even being used anymore. Maybe, Hand up. Maybe you signed up for a free trial and forgot to cancel or you just, I don't know. There are so many streaming services now, for example, and people are like, <clears throat> use it for like a couple of months and stop. And there's, they've been paying for them ever since. So frustrating. Can I make a uh, quick confession? Please. Before using Rocket Money, I'd signed up for two different streaming services for the same product, two music streaming services, all because I wanted an end of the year like promotion that they were doing. Fast forward six months, I'm still paying for the same exact product in mm. two places until Rocket Money showed me that I was just burning money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It's it's phenomenal. I, I was like a little bit like, oh man, I don't know if I want to be getting emails about how much you know I'm paying, like spending month to month, but I've loved it. It's been very helpful. It helps me, you know, stay focused on on uh, securing my financial future. You know, absolutely. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you, so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to RocketMoney.com/bang. That's RocketMoney.com/bang. Can't recommend it enough. Woof. Where do we go from here? Where are we at? I think we let's just do sports party. You want to got the other story in the can, but I definitely want to dig more into the Baylor uh, comparison, which I'm not prepared to do today. Um, but I've got all the deets on uh, what's going on in Alabama, what's happened in New Mexico, uh, and I, I want to tie Baylor into that and do one big story. Do you have any uh, any takes on uh, I don't know maybe a pat down? Entrance uh, <laughs> that went down on Saturday. Apparently, that's something he does every game. But maybe you table it. Is that is yes, that true? That's, that he, that's some part of the story too. Yeah. Is that true that he does that every game? Like, uh, do yes. we have evidence? Okay. Uh, I don't give a shit, dude. You just can't. You can't fucking do that in this in this instance. Somebody like literally was killed, was shot and killed. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Ex look. I, I, ooh. I shouldn't say I'm excited to get into the story, but. Uh, as someone who's just followed it from 30,000 feet, like uh, it, there's a lot going on. And I think we'll, you want to do that next week? Let's do it next we'll week. We'll do it next week. Um, yeah. I, I, I've got to admit, like, not even to be the results will shock you, guy. But until I sat down and read, like, the detailed explanation as to, like, why is this person still playing? Why is this a conversation? It certainly may have begun to change my perception of, uh, I don't know, maybe things that occur in Waco or other schools where, like, the knee-jerk reaction is like, no, get this person out of here immediately. So, yeah, more on that next week. Let's party. This is the part of the show where we talk sports and party at the same time. Aaron's out. Aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness, the darkness retreat, his four-day you darkness merely adopted retreat. the darkness, David. He literally did adopt it. I was born he? in it. You weren't born in it. You were probably born in a hospital. Yeah, it's true. They had the lights on. The lights were on. Yeah. They have generators even if the power goes out. That's true. Have we heard from him since he emerged? Uh, I'm sure he'll be doing McAfee. Ask Pat. Yeah, it's a McAfee <laughs> play. 100% doing McAfee this week. What was it like in there, man? It's going to be an insufferable <sighs> Uh, he has not made an announcement or a decision or anything of that sort. Um, quick breaking news. Carson Wentz has been released by the commanders after one season. Um, not to, not to pivot off the Aaron Rodgers story, but hey guys, I was just thanks, checking baby. to make sure we had no updates. Oh, so a little backup quarterback controversy in Dallas. He stinks, baby. He does. <laughs> he does. And I, I, I would feel really, I feel bad for him. I would feel really, really bad for him if he hadn't got the bag, but he did get the bag. 
He's fine. He's yeah, doing he's fine. Just fine. He's eating. He's eating dinner at Carve, according me, to Brett. Give me Cooper Rush all day. All day. Carve. <laughs> uh, looks like somebody's in on the XFL. It's not me. Must all be KJ. the way, dude. All the way. I'm having fun with it. Not that I'm watching it, but I'm I'm following the highlights and, and the and the social stuff. I can't get in on it for the same reason I can't get into MLS because it's not the top. It's not the cream of the crop talent wise. I just I it doesn't excite me enough. Wow. What do you like Verde, about it? Uh, which means green. Uh, and <laughs> Spanish guy, shouts to Babel. I'm a Verde guy because they're an Austin <laughs> team, not because they're uh, an MLS team. What are you they're liking about Colin. the XFL, KJ? Um, I'm going to admit that I don't love some of the difficulties they've had having like productive offenses on the field, but I found myself like watching three and a half quarters of football on the last Thursday night. I'm can be like my attention can be bought for a Tuesday through Thursday, like window of sports at this part of the year, the weekend slots. I'm not as in on, but Thursday night football, a little nine o'clock action. If I'm not, you know, out with the boys, which is just happening so much here in Madison. Uh, yeah. With the alpha. My time is available. Yeah. My time is available. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm all the way in on having live sports that, uh, aren't tied to regional sports network headaches uh, like some of the other leagues. Fair. Um, and I think if they could start getting, if you can start seeing guys who make their name in the XFL or like revive their careers and go to the NFL and have success, I would be much more likely to watch it. It's cool. It was, I'll be honest. I'm rooting for, for J for, uh, I almost said Jay Danucci, Ben Danucci, Jay Danucci, our, our famous, our famously our old CFO at Grand X. Former Cowboys legend. Yes. <laughs> He's balling. Him and Josh Gordon. I always pull for Josh Gordon, former Baylor great. Uh, kicked off the team for weed by our brows. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... And he, he, he hasn't put down the, the pipe since. No, he's still smoking. Good for him. <laughs> it's looked at differently now. Okay. Yeah, that's why he's in Washington. It's legal there in Seattle. Ooh, uh, yeah, oh, it was uh, Ben DiNucci versus A.J. McCarron. Um, and then former Miami quarterback De'Aaron King is another uh, starting quarterback. Um there's some names. I'm not even there in there for the notoriety as much as I am. Like it's somewhat competent football at a time at which I'd be like watching Shark Tank. So I'm in on it. Also gonna gonna go ahead and get out in front of it. There's gonna be times and maybe we just did it where we confuse XFL stuff that happened with like USFL and whatever, you know, the other so apologies if that just happened. Live Golf made their national television debut over the weekend, Dave. Oh, was it okay. What channel? Take a guess. ESPN. Close. Uh, NBC. Nope. The Golf Channel. The CW. C-Dub. That's right. Uh, if you missed it, you weren't alone because almost everyone did miss it. It recorded an overnight rating of 0.2. And I didn't really know what those numbers meant until I looked it up. It basically means that 0.2% of people in this country tuned in to watch Live Golf over the weekend. Compared to... Uh, the Honda Classic, they got a 2.4. And you're thinking, oh, it was probably on like a major channel. It was. It was on a major channel. But, but David, it was the Honda Classic, a very watered-down field. It was not featured, a good leader. Like, headliners were like Shane Lowry and like Zeege, no offense. Um, and okay. no one else showed up because it's kind of like sandwiched in between like bigger tournaments that the, you know, the big dogs go to. A shit tournament that recorded uh, a 2.4 compared to Liv's. 0.2 and i'm very happy about it get yeah we'll give it some time um no don't want to we'll give it some time see how it don't goes to. could come back could come back strong I, I, I don't know if they were also collecting numbers from viewers on the app because uh you know some of us were watching on the uh live plus app it's all blurry you can't see it um but you know whatever i get it wow uh, i think it includes app numbers this too. guy was dialed <laughs> I was there for the Crushers' first win of the season. Dude, shout out but, to the um, Crushers. The Crushers. By the way, uh, the guy who won the Live, I don't know the name of the Live tournament. Uh, Charles Howell III, I think, was, was the winner. CH3. $4 million for first. That's a lot. Sound, Chris Kirk Sounds won like off. a good business decision. Chris Clark won. Sorry, Chris Kirk. Kirk. Won the Honda yeah. Classic, by the way. One of the only people to successfully go from the NFL to the PGA Tour and win a tournament. 
He left the Jaguars after two years. He did. Um, Mayakoba is where this tournament That's was. That's right. Mayakoba. Hey, happy Combine and happy John Jones Fight Week. Big week here. Combine's fun, man. Oh, I'm excited. I'll be, I'll be, you know, catching it on the sosh. I don't know if I'll sit home and tune in on, on it, but as somebody who's going to have to do a combine here in the next couple months, I, I will have my eye on it. See if there's anything I can I can pick up. Any tips from the from the fellows? Let's go, Bijan. Let's go, Bijan. Run a four. Run a four five. Run a four. See, five. I'm re- I'm regretting not thinking about who was all uh, with you in Vegas as. Uh, Good dude Michael was there as he was would be one of the few people that could be reached and vouch for my athletic prowess. I could have asked him to give you a first hand uh uh Bud guess, Light's uh, ultimate tailgater, Michael? What are you talking about? Uh, with with David over the weekend. Oh okay. first hand testament uh to you know what my capabilities might be in a combine setting. So that's unfortunate oversight on my part. Um over under set at point five of D's we see during the combine this week. Ooh, I think we this will be a completely dickless combine. We might see some dick prints, but I don't think we're going to see any straight up dong. You think meat's going to fall out somewhere? It's happened before. I, it has happened before. No meat. Uh, over under at point five of reports of teams asking inappropriate questions regarding uh, play individuals' uh, uh, sexual preferences. Hey, I heard your heard your mother was a prostitute. What's that like? <laughs> yeah, what was that like? That's a thing. That's a thing that happened. That is a thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. deaths. They 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 take it a little far. Yeah. Uh, John Jones is back. Sir, uh, gone. over under on any lines being done. Uh, you know, hopefully, hey. hopefully he did because he <laughs> he tends to uh, fight very well when he's spiraling. Um, but no, look, I think John Jones wins by submission. He's gonna. Take this fight to the ground. Gonna be fun though. It's his first fight at heavyweight. He looks fucking stacked. So it's gonna be interesting. And that, my friends, concludes the sports party. The same very terrible quick late edition. Elon tweet has been at the top of my feet every time I've gotten on Twitter today. And I, I I'm so sick of him forcing his trash tweets down our throats all the time. I'm sorry. Hashtag Did, blocked. A lot of people around the office say that about you. <sighs> <laughs> guy's a total twerp unnecessary kj talk paul fury uh hyphen the fact that i'm at a point in my life where my older brother is sending me uh stream links to watch uh it's <laughs> like this in the middle of a sunday and i'm like please don't he's like no 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 you need to watch this and i checked it out uh i was excited to see that logan paul correct uh this was jake paul oh jake paul i'm sorry logan paul's more than competent wrestler in WWE. Uh, Jake Paul was getting pieced up, out punched, out landed, fought his way back into it. Some uh, real bad reports of a script where he was supposed to win by knockout in the eighth. Uh, but yeah, by split decision, he was uh, handed his first loss by uh, Tyson Fury. So I don't know if Tyson Fury does any of the singing, but shouts to Will. Tyson's his brother. <clears throat> this was Tom- I'm sorry. This whatever. was Tommy. You know I mean? Tommy. Tommy Fury. If this whatever. was T Fury. If this was Tyson Fury, this fight would have been over in the first round, probably yeah. in the first minute. Yes, it would have been very <clears throat> ugly. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I didn't watch any of it. Uh, I know one person streamed it. It's KJ. And one person <laughs> who actually <laughs> purchased it, uh, Will and Sally. Yeah, Sally, uh, a big Tommy fan. Have. I, might have, I might have tuned in if it weren't running against the uh, Mavs Colossal Meltdown. But mm. uh, yeah, man, we're not even talking about that. Look. Tommy Fury is not a good boxer. He's he could certainly whip most people's asses, but like as far as like pedigree, he's not his brother, not anywhere near it. Uh, but Jake Paul is a knockout guy who he could knock out a, an old MMA fighter, uh, you know, a guy who's been hit you know in the face a hundred times, like hard, and been possibly knocked out many times in the past. Uh, Tommy Fury, from what I've been told, looked 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 competent. And yeah, looked respectable. Looked respectable, which, you know, shout out to him. There's going to be at least one rematch, probably three, probably a trilogy thing. But this is this is Tommy Fury's biggest payday, right? Like probably by a wide margin. Yes. Against it looked a like a YouTuber. boxing match. I'll say that. <clears throat> like, it didn't look like fight night. Uh, even fight night amped up between like 
people who look like fighters. It looked like a boxing match, and that's testament to both. Anyways, that's all I got. Let's run it back. Let's run it back, of course, the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Uh, KJ was so close to translating the babble read into Spanish for our listeners today. Missed opportunity. Poquito. Dave has never sunk a bobber in his life. Okay. We have three Dave ones in a row here. You ready? <laughs> Dave is never going to get inked like Randy Brett or me because he's too soft. Doesn't want to go to hell. Dave continues to work on his length. I said we all did. You're saying you don't stretch? And finally, KJ wants the PGA Tour ambassador to be someone not from Northern <laughs> Ireland, a country famously not attacked during 9-11. <laughs> and not involved in attacking on 9-11. That's not, true. They did not do a 9-11 to our right. knowledge. He wants it to be someone who is uh, from this country, the country that was attacked. I kind of, re I kind of regret that one. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes Reading it back. <laughs> You're a fun one, guys. Very cool. Did you have fun, Dave? I had a lot of fun. That's good. <sighs> See you next week. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.